Greetings, my friend. Welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that you're able to use in your life, in the life of your family, in the life of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Okay, are we ready? Let's get started. This is episode number 49, number 49, and it's titled, Able Ministers of the New Testament. Able Ministers of the New Testament. What a title, huh? Able Ministers. We are well able, right? (laughs) I think that's what Joshua said when he said, we are well able to go and take the land. But uh, anyways, we are well able to be ministers of the New Testament. So, Able Ministers of the New Testament is the title of our show. It is taken from 2 Corinthians 3.6, and I'll read it to you in the King James. Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit? For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. So, folks, I thank you so much for joining me on this show. My name is Preacher John. I live in Boulder, Colorado. That's where we're doing the show. It's about 4.30 p.m. Saturday afternoon. It's very cloudy outside and very, very cold. Uh, It looks like it might be snowing later this evening. We'll be preaching outside tomorrow in the snow, but probably not all day. We'll see how that goes. As we all know, in the United States, we've had cold front everywhere. It's been cold and frigid everywhere. And, uh, and, but we're still ministering, we're still going out there, we're still doing our job as ministers, as able ministers in the New Testament, we are doing our job. On this uh, show, this podcast, we do a show every week, and the show is based upon our Sunday prayer letter. It's called the Sunday Prayer Letter because it goes out every Sunday. It is a letter. It's in email form. I do have, uh, uh, I'm looking to actually put it in written form, I mean in a paper form that some people just cannot get to the Internet. Uh, We have a few uh, that are not um, tied into the Internet, so they would like to get this letter in written form, so we're working on getting this in the written form. If you are if you're interested yourself, um, I can print this out and mail it to you. You'll have to get a hold of me on my website and uh, forward over your postal address, and I can put it together and mail it to you. Uh, probably, you know, these letters are in the neighborhood of five to seven pages long. So if you could donate a dollar, that would cover the postage, the printing of the six or seven letters, the envelope, and the time needed to get that letter in the mail. But if not, we have it here in front of us. And we use the letter for the script of our show, Touching People for Heaven. And we'll just jump right into the letter. At the top of the letter, it says, Greetings, my friend. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, thank you for hearing us. You bring us life and give us what we don't even know that we need. Because of you, we are learning the word of truth and living the truth every day of our lives. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for loving us so so much. Wow. And because of you, Jesus, we have eternal life. 
and are called into your service as able ministers of the New Testament. You shed your precious blood for the New Testament. Jesus, you are also the mediator of the New Testament. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us life eternal. And in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, it seems to me that whenever we do anything for God, we should always pray. What I mean is talk to God first before doing whatever it is you plan on doing. I think too many times Christians just launch out without ever considering the Holy Ghost. This truly ought not be. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all the things that you need should, shall be brought into your life. Let me read that again. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now, the sidebar, I'm not reading the scripture. I just put the words in the letter here. And as you as you we go through this letter, I'll do little sidebars, little side, you know, things I'll add to the letter. That's one of the benefits of of me doing this show uh, audibly because I can add in things. I don't take anything away from the letter, but I do add to the letter as I go along. It's probably one of the reasons why uh, if you read the letter, don't listen to me while I talk because you will get all confused and you'll wonder where I'm at next in the letter. Just either read the letter and then later on listen to the, me on the show or vice versa, just however you would like to do it. So let me get back to the letter. It says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all the things that you need shall be brought into your life. This is living by faith, my friend, not by sight. Uh, you know, tonight uh, I'm drinking a tea called uh, Mixed Berry and Ginger. It came from Trader Joe's, and man, is it tasty. I don't know if you guys drink tea, but uh, I enjoyed tea in the afternoon. I take my coffee in the morning, but I enjoy the tea. The, about the only time I do drink tea is when I'm writing this Sunday prayer letter and I'm doing the podcast. It's probably the only time I drink tea, but for some reason it keeps my nerves calmed. And it's uh, nice and warm. So here we go into another wonderful Sunday prayer letter. This one is titled, Able Ministers of the New Testament. And this title comes from something that kept coming to me as I was preaching this week and from this morning and afternoon time with the Spirit on the Sabbath. There is more in this topic and title than I think I can write in this letter. We'll see what happens as we progress through it. Our previous Sunday prayer letter was titled, Grieve Not the Holy Spirit of God. Now that was a title that really got to me all this week. I kept checking myself to see if what I was saying or doing or what I was thinking or whatever whatever I was doing was against the, uh, the Holy Ghost. Praise God, all was well with my soul all week long. Hallelujah for that. In this Sunday prayer letter, we are going to go into a slightly different direction than many go into when using this passage of Scripture. The main theme will be the study of the New Testament rather than reading and studying the Old Testament. I've spent several hours as of now in these Scriptures, and I can see what the Holy Ghost is attempting to do for us. Are you ready? Let's go. Able Ministers of the New Testament this is the title of the seed sown, 
The seed is the word of God. It's Luke 8, 11. And once again, our, it comes from the text in 2 Corinthians 3, 6. Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Whenever sowing seed, understand that within the seed is everything that is needed to grow after its own kind. This happens by the Spirit of God. Without the Spirit, there would be nothing existing. This is important to understand, especially for what we are going to briefly talk about. The reason for this is that there is an enormous amount of teaching in the Christian world that doesn't acknowledge the Holy Ghost. In fact, this is so bad that the modern Bible doesn't even use the name Holy Ghost. That is how bad it is. And to go even further, many of these corrupted Bibles take out all the names of God and change Satan's name to the point that many don't even know who is being talked about. Check it out for yourself. Jehovah is gone. Lucifer is gone. Reference to the morning star is changed to reflect Satan rather than Jesus. The very sad thing about all this is nobody knows that any of this is happening. And possibly, quite possibly, they don't even care. Oh well. I'll keep preaching from the King James Bible. 2 Corinthians 3, 6. Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. This scripture is where we obtain our seed to sow into our hearts. It's also a seed that we can preach from on Sunday and throughout the week. The Holy Ghost makes us able ministers of the New Testament. This is where we preach from, to preach Christ as Savior. Yes, the Old Testament is used to back up the New, and even Jesus in His glorified body, just after resurrection and before ascension, expounded unto the disciples the word, beginning at Moses and all the prophets and all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. You can reference that in Luke 24, 27. So before we get into this topic of reading the New Testament, we already know that Jesus himself used the Old Testament. And now, because of the blood of Christ, we have a New Testament. This is what we are about to go into and why we are able ministers of the New Testament. There's a heads up here on my letter. It said, heads up, there are lots and lots of scriptures that I will be placing in this letter. And uh, since you're listening to this, it'll be on the show. Okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Therefore, this may be more than you all can go through in a week. We'll see what happens. Our scripture text is 2 Corinthians 2.17 all the way through to 2 Corinthians 4.1 and 1 Corinthians 13.12 and 13. And folks, that's a lot of scriptures. I looked at that and I looked at that and I looked at that and I said, Holy Spirit, are you sure you want me to put all this in the letter? And there was an absolute yes. 
<laughs> and I said, okay, here we go. So uh, as it laid out in the letter, it seemed to go pretty smoothly. I'm not sure how it's going to go on the show today, but in the letter, it looks like it kind of moves smoothly. It, uh, there's a lot of words and a lot of text, but it, it appears at first sighting that it, uh, it can move through. Uh, we all can move through the letter fairly uh, smoothly, and I hope I can do this on the show. So number one of seven, we start here. 2 Corinthians 2, 17. For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we Christ. On my letter here, I wrote, this bold text in the, is not in the Bible. I placed it here for teaching purposes only. Thank you. So on the show, I have lots and lots of um, bold text uh, that I highlighted for the letter, and I'll just read the bold words on the show. I hope that makes sense. But So here's the bold words from the text. Word of God, speak. <laughs> Pretty simple, huh? <laughs> the idea of corrupting the Word of God is not new to us in 2021. It started way back. This was one of the many problems that Paul dealt with in his ministry. It was difficult to hear people corrupting his letters and then teaching from the corrupted letters and referencing the Apostle Paul. All the while, Paul never wrote what they taught on, sort of like today. Number two of seven. Next point. 2 Corinthians 3, 1 through 5. Do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or need we, as some others, epistles of commendation to you, or letters of commendation from you? Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestedly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ to Godward, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to thank anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. The thing I want to bring to your attention is the words used to indicate letters or words. And for example, I made bold the key words and I'm referring to, and these words in bold are not in the Bible. I'm do, doing this for teaching purposes only. And the bold words are epistles, letters, epistles written, read, epistle, written, tables, tables. The idea is to think about these words, letters, epistles, written, read, written, and tables. These words refer to the Holy Scripture in various forms. God knows what He is doing in regards to His Word. Trust in the Lord. Number three of seven. This is our key text. It's 2 Corinthians 3, 6. 
who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. From the study of the word of truth and by the power of the Spirit of God, we are made able ministers of the New Testament. The question then is, are we ministers of the Old Testament too? Or rather, are we ministers of the New Testament? The big question, or let me rephrase that, the big reason I am asking these questions comes from years and years of listening to Christians talk to me. Uh, Let me preface that just a little bit or add to these just a tiny bit. Uh, I've been ministering for 47 years. I'm 67 years of age. I started ministering when I was uh, 20 years old. And uh, I was called in the ministry to preach, to minister, uh, two weeks after I was saved. Uh, I was saved during the Vietnam War and um, started preaching the moment God called me. And I have not stopped since then. Over the years, uh, people started calling me Preacher John. I did not name myself that. That was just from me being always preaching the gospel everywhere I went all the time. And uh, by God's grace and His mercy, I have not stopped, I have not backslidden, I have not turned away from preaching the gospel. Even if I was having troubles in life, I still preached, no matter what was going on. So that's why I wrote the way I wrote in this letter. The big reason I'm asking these questions comes from years and years of listening to Christians talk to me. The more confused the Christian, the more corrupt their theology the more that Satan is a part of their lives, the more unsure of themselves and their life with God, the more confused they are of the Word of God, the more they are filled with doubt, and the more they even doubt their own salvation. And I could write another letter on the problems. However, know this. All this stems from their continual study of only the Old Testament and very, very, very little, if any study, of the New Testament. Yes, I realize that this is extremely controversial, and this can bring enemies to my door. However, remember, we are not like any other ministry out there that I am currently aware of. Gospel Evangelist Church is not what you think it is. We are preparing a place that will go the distance, that will go through what is coming in the future, not what is happening today. We are not here to tell you how to get a better job and have a nice life. No. Other ministries and churches are are out there, and they will tell you that, and that may be the calling of God on their church, not this church. We are called to build a place that people will be able to come into to ride out the storm ahead. Enough said on that. (laughs) So I'll scroll down on my letter here. Let me take a cup. All of a sudden I got a little nervous. Let me take a sip of tea here. Oh Man, that tea, it just makes my throat feel so good. Yesterday on Friday, I was up in Netherland. Uh, the third Friday of the month, my I go to Netherland, Colorado, to preach, and 
The winds were running anywhere from 20 to 45 miles an hour. The wind was just so fierce that it made it look like it was snowing all day when it wasn't snowing. The snow was blowing so hard, and by after four hours of preaching and talking and praying, my voice was so hoarse I could barely talk. I wish I had some hot tea then. But uh, I'm still kind of suffering from the throat uh, being a little sore, so thank you for bearing with me on this podcast. So, Five of seven, continuing our text, Second Corinthians three, seven through twelve. But if the ministration of death, let me read that again. But if the ministration of death, written and engraved in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory." For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect, by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech." Here I will continue to make bold key words like I did in the previous scripture text. And remember, the bold words are not in the Bible. I did it for teaching here in this letter only. Thank you. And for the benefit of the show, I will say the key words that I have bolded. Ministration, written, engraven, ministration, 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 reason, speech. The best way for you to study this passage is not in this letter. (laughs) By going to your own Bible and asking the Holy Ghost to teach you this passage, you will gain great wisdom, find pure gold, and own a portion of Scripture that can be preached on, taught on, and lived by. It just takes time and prayer and quite possibly fasting. A single key point to bring up here in this letter would be ministration. By the Holy Ghost making us able ministers of the New Testament, we are able to perform the ministration of the gospel unto salvation and show all who are open the way to Christ. This will bring multitudes of people into the kingdom of God, We must step out in faith and serve the living God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. When we love God in this way, and then love people like this, then the Holy Ghost will make us more than able ministers of the New Testament. You know, I choke up a little bit because of that, because uh, I hear so many Street ministers, they preach and they say, oh, I'm preaching for love. And you can just hear the spirit of hate coming out of their mouth. It's, 
they don't mean it, but it just sounds like it to me. And so when I'm on the street and I'm preaching and I'm praying and I'm interceding and I'm talking to people, one of the very, very, very first things that they notice is I'm different. The reason that Preacher John is different and all the ministers that I'm training and in this church, the reason why our ministers are different is because we're ministering out of this love for God and love for man. That's the golden rule. Love God and then turn around and love people. Because if you don't love people, you can't minister. And if you can't minister, how can we go out and preach? So, I mean, I just want to, whoever's listening to this show, I mean, you really, really, really have to come to grips with the love for people. Because you know what the scripture says in John 3, 16, for God so loved that he gave. He didn't condemn them. He didn't send them to hell right away. He didn't kick them in the teeth. He loved them. And he sent him so his own son to die on the cross and shed his precious blood for that person, even though they were a sinner and not even knowing. Of course, maybe God does know, but not even knowing that they'd receive him as his as their savior. He still died. He still died. He still died. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, my friend, as you're listening to this show right now, and you don't know him, you don't know for sure that you'd go to heaven, just call out to God. You can do what I did so many years ago. I said, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. And my friend Jesus came and got me. And I've been saved, and I have been loved by God, and I have been turned and upside down and inside out, and I've been made clean, I've been made new, and I love people. Yeah, there's been times when it didn't look like I was loving people, but, uh, you know, God never turned his back on Preacher John. Because God never turned his back on me, and I never turned my back on him, somehow, some way, in God's mercy, he has just filled my heart with more love than I can hardly contain. And that's why I go out and preach six days a week. And even on this show, this is my Sabbath, and I'm still laying my life down for whoever well, listen to me, because I'm at the end of my life, and maybe you're who listening to this show is not at the end of their life. They, you might be 20, 15. You might be 20 or 30 or 40. But I'm at the end of my life, the last season of my life, and I have nothing to lose but this world and everything to gain because I'm going to heaven to be with my Savior. So I am pouring my life out every day, and I will continue to pour my life out every day, every day, even today, even on this show. As I wipe the tears from my eyes so I can see the letter in front of me, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be so emotional, but 
salvation is a big deal to me, folks. And I see it on the streets where people just have no care, no concern, not the slightest thought of a lost soul that if they die at that moment, they'd go straight to hell. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. They just literally can't see it or find it in their heart to stand with me for a moment or two to pray. People come beside me and they just want to chat. They want to talk. They don't care about souls dying. They just want to talk to me. I am interceding. I'm standing in the gap for these souls. That's what happened in Netherlands. All these people wanted to talk to me. Nobody wanted to pray for souls. Are you kidding? You know, I'm, I just want to talk to you, man. I just want to talk to you. I want to see who you are. It breaks my heart because they don't care. But I care. Preacher John cares for you, man. Whoever's listening to this show needs to hear that I care for you. If there's not another soul on the earth right now, I care. And you can just put that gun down. You can put that needle down. You can put that rope down. And you can know that there is another man on earth that loves you. Otherwise, they would not be crying on this show that's made public to the whole world. There are 13 countries who listen to this show. And I don't know where you may be, man. But there's just too many people who are so lonely and so distraught and so lost that they feel like the only way out is to take their own life. But my friend, don't do it. Because Preacher John loves you, man. Give me a call. Text me. It's, I'm all over the web. Just Preacher John, Street Preacher in Boulder. Uh, it's on my website. It's on this show. I'm on YouTube. You know, just go to youtube.com, then forward slash John, and my last name, C-H-O-Q-U-E. You know, and just watch, just do something rather than what you are going to do, my man. Okay? Okay. Let's go on. <clears throat> you know, I don't uh, edit any of this stuff out. What comes on this show, what comes out of my mouth through this microphone stays on the show because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the Holy Ghost is going to do something and I'm not going to cut that out because the Holy Ghost might use my tears and my sniffling. He may use just my pauses and the sound of my voice to touch another soul for heaven. That's all I live for, touching people for heaven. That's what I live for. So I'm sorry for those who uh, can't stand crybabies <laughs> or a crying preacher. But you know, Daniel was called a crying prophet. So maybe you know now another crying prophet. Man, I wish I had a... Does anybody out there have a Kleenex? <laughs> oh, man. That's... Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for doing what you're doing on this show. Thank you so much. Episode 49. Wow, what a mile marker. 
49. Here, uh, I'm going to continue on my letter. I'm just going to jump in the middle here. I don't know where I was. I don't know where I left off at. I'll just start right here. It says, here I will continue to make bold keywords. Oh, I read that one. Let me jump down another paragraph. The best way for you to study this passage is not in this letter. No. By going to your own Bible, asking the Holy Ghost to teach you this passage. Of uh, oh my eyes, I can't I can't even see the words now. I'm so sorry. Okay, I compose myself. <laughs> so you know, I cry on the street too. That's I've I've learned not to cry too much when it's sub-zero weather because those tears freeze instantly in your eyes, and it really causes uh, an interesting situation to happen. And it freezes in your nose too. Believe it or not, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I know. But uh, anyways, uh, so by going to your own Bible, we're back in the letter again, okay? By going to your own Bible, uh, the King James, and asking the Holy Ghost to teach you this passage, you will gain great wisdom, find pure gold, and own a portion of Scripture that can be preached on, taught on, and lived by. It takes time and prayer and quite possibly fasting. A single key point to bring up here in this letter would be ministration. By the Holy Ghost, making us able ministers of the New Testament, we are able to perform the ministration of the gospel unto salvation and show all who are open the way to Christ, just like we just did. This will bring multitudes of people into the kingdom of God. We must step out in faith and serve the living God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. When we love God in this way and then love people like this, then the Holy Ghost will make us more than able. Ministers of the New Testament. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> Let's continue. Five of seven. Next up, 2 Corinthians 3, 13 through 17. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel cannot steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Once again, I'm going to make bold key words that caught my attention while studying this entire passage that is in this letter. Note, none of the bold letters are bold in the Bible. I make them bold for teaching purposes only. Thank you. And on the show, the veil, uh, the bold texts are veil, face, minds were blinded, reading of the Old Testament, veil, in Christ, but even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. 
Now the Lord is that Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Yes, I know I made lots more words bold than before. This is a key passage of Scripture. I see the veil on too many Christians. Why is that? Why are Christians confused and in the dark about their salvation and their place in the kingdom of God and their authority in Christ and the power of the Lord that should be operating in their life? Could the answer be found in these scriptures? Six of seven, last portion. 2 Corinthians 3.18, But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 4.1, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Here again, we go with uh, bold text. These are not bold in the Bible. I made them bold for teaching purposes only. Thank you. On this show, I'll read the bold text. Open face, glass, are changed, same image, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, seeing we have this ministry, we faint not. Since we are New Testament ministers, we now see with an open face. No veil or covering is over our face. Yes, I realize there are many things that are a mystery to us. This is why I added the bonus section below. <laughs> uh, actually, having my letter, me laughing. <laughs> Look, we are all growing in our faith. Every one of us are at different points of growth. Some grow quickly, some grow slowly, and still some take a lifetime to grow. The important thing is to never leave or turn our back on God. This is to say, look to God and not back to our former life. Remember Lot's wife. Number 7 of 7, bonus section. 1 Corinthians 13, 12 and 13. For now, we see through a glass, darkly. But then, face to face, now I know in part. But then shall I know even also, I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Here comes some more bold words, and they're not in this Bible, not in the Bible. And I'll read them on this show. See through a glass, darkly, face to face, in part. Know even, as also I am known, abideth faith, hope, charity. The greatest of these is charity. Remember that charity is the greatest of these three. Faith, hope, charity. Faith is amazing. Hope is the anchor. Charity sends us into the Lord's harvest and gives us the seed to sow. The Word of God is the seed. Go out and preach the gospel to every creature, my friend. 
Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. My dear friend, be wise and win souls for heaven. In in this small section in the show and in my letter, I'm going to talk briefly about concerning giving and receiving as per Philippians 4.15. I put one Bible verse here on the letter, and I'll put it here on the show. It's Luke 6.38. Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, withal it shall be measured to you again. That's how simple it is concerning giving and receiving, my friend. Let me read that verse one more time. Luke 6, 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give unto your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. So will you be a giver, or will you be a taker? Back to our letter and the ending of it. After reading and rereading this tiny section about giving, I think I'm finished with this Sunday prayer letter. (laughs) I do hope that this letter will at the least spur you on to get into the Word of God for yourself and to search the Scriptures daily and to study the Word of God of truth. My friend, always ask the Holy Ghost for help. Don't do anything on your own accord. Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Amen. And my Sunday prayer letter is signed, God bless you, my dear friend, with my initials, J.C. John Shuck. I have three verses right underneath my scriptures, uh, underneath my initials, pardon me, and I didn't put the scriptures as I normally do. I just kind of cut them down to just a real small little sliver of a scripture. So I'll read them here. It's Daniel 10.21, but I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. Matthew 21.42, did you never read in the scriptures? Matthew 22.29, you do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. (laughs) amen and amen so folks this is my sunday prayer letter it's written saturday february 20th 2021 at 406 p.m in boulder colorado it's written by john shuck street preacher church builder founding pastor and missionary god bless you my dear friend i pray that everything goes well in your life in the name of jesus christ of nazareth